Wise Turtle Speaks is a series of offerings merging philosophy, physics, math, biology, psychology, sociology, education, art, politics, and even love together. We will explore the patterns of our consciousness as it moves through space and time and use those patterns to better understand and solve our problems in all four dimensions of the universe. Namaste! Welcome to my special Memorial Day podcast episode. Uh, I'm excited about this one. I filled up two and a third pages of my adorable little fancy notebook that I got um, with this stuff. And I'm, I'm happy to bring it to you because it gives us a, uh, a beautiful new way to look at... Um, well, all kinds of things, but all kinds of things that are disturbing. And um, I want to bring this to you for Memorial Day. Now, Memorial Day is historically focused on a couple of things, but, but pretty much all centered around war, right? Violence, war, um, death, killing, uh, loss... And the, and the conflict, um, the sort of memorially, you know, some people see it as a day to celebrate the violence, the, um, or as they call it, the people sacrificing for your freedom, right? Well, at least that's the, uh, the story that we hear an awful lot in the United States, um, you know, there's a sign on the little local library here that says, you know, library will be closed for Memorial Day. Remember the soldiers, uh, they sacrificed for your freedom, uh, which, of course, annoyed me and frustrated me. Um, and I used that frustration and anger to recycle into something positive and beautiful, which is this podcast and this idea that I'm moving forward with, uh, maybe making, maybe making a little campaign. I'm thinking about t-shirts and buttons, um, something like that. We'll see. But the basic idea is that since war, since Memorial Day is based on, um, reflection about war, um, one of the things that I don't know if you, you may be aware of if you followed me for a while, is that I, I'm fascinated by the etymology, um, which is the history of words and sort of the origins of words and their meaning. Um, and so I looked at, I sort of dissected this idea of, of Memorial Day by looking at the words involved in it. And I wrote down a bunch of words here, um, including freedom and remember and history and war and violence and loss, um, reflection. And I thought that I was going to go with freedom. And I thought that I was going to go with um, history, you know, something like uh, war is history, I wrote down. Uh, let's make war history. And 
I also wrote down freedom, and then I wrote freedom equals, and that was blank for quite a long time because I, I couldn't decide what to put there. I was like, well, how do I make it uh, relevant to Memorial Day and sort of as an as a positive response to that sign that I saw on the library door, which offended me so much. Because, of course, we're not free. Uh, they didn't sacrifice themselves for our freedom. Um, not only because what they did, what what war does is actually make people more angry and more scared and more uh, disconnected. And it increases the conflict rather than decreases it. So it makes us less free. You know, the more conflict there is, the more people hate us or are angry or scared about us. Uh, the less free we are and the less free they are. So, you know, war increases um, or war decreases freedom, I guess I should say. And so what I ended up writing under freedom was uh, something that I'd been thinking about before um, in some other element of a discussion that had nothing to do with war or Memorial Day. It had to do with... with um, what we are motivated naturally to do. We intellectual, social animals, intelligent social beings um, like humans are, are motivated to playfully explore and create. And that's our, our primary motivation. We, the, the thing that we are moved the most uh, to do by our genes is to, you know, explore and create, which is, which are the two elements of evolution, the two elements of growth. Uh, it's not just um, it's not just things dividing and mutating and being different, but then it's also them recombining. Um, someone said something, and no one no one else sort of responded to it, and I looked at it, and I was like. Yeah, you're right. That's a really good point. When we look at um, the diagrams of evolution of how species have, you know, biological evolution, how species have divided, we, we neglect to put that they've recombined again. Um, all the little taxonomical diagrams that you see, at least all of the ones I've ever seen, and I've seen, you know, probably hundreds of them, if not thousands, um, all they ever show is the division part. They never show the recombination part, or almost never show the recombination part. Certainly not down um, once you get further beyond the bacteria or the archaea. I think I saw one the other day that, that um, in, uh, what's his name, Nick? Oh, I can't remember. Nick Lane, I think, was his name. Uh, just came out with a book somewhat recently. He's come out with several books, and I've I've tried listening to and reading them, and and while I love his ideas, his actual writing is a little messy, thick, unfollowable. Um, it goes into too much detail without any sort of real connection. Um, but yeah, Nick Lane, his the the earlier book was called Life Ascending, and the newer book that I just uh, had out of the library and ended up not really reading any of it at all, um, I think it was called The Big Question or The Last Question or The First Question, The Something Question. Um, 
the ultimate question, maybe, which was, you know, why is life the way it is? And that was, I think, the subtitle of the book. Um, and again, his ideas were beautiful. And this one diagram that he had of the very beginning of, of DNA life uh, did show, on the little diagram, it did show that the bacteria and the archaea like got together, they separated and they came back together. But anyway, the, the, the point is that, of course, all life recombines. I mean, that's what we call sexual reproduction. Um, asexual reproduction is what happens when things just divide. Uh, but sexual reproduction is when things divide, but then they recombine again. So you get half of the DNA from your mother and half of the DNA from your father, and they recombine into an entirely new thing. Um, so our taxonomical charts and, and evolutionary diagrams of biological species are are inaccurate. They're only showing you the one thing, the division, which um, you could call exploration um, when it comes to the, the, the two different things that that life does, that the process of growth and life and, and evolution does, is exploration, which means that the mutation, the diversity, things separating, and then the recombination, which is actually another form of mutation, I guess, but um, it's the division and the recombination of things that is that produces life. It's not just one or the other. It's not just this division of species. It's the division and then the recombination of, of individuals that creates novel species and novel individuals. Um, so that's what I call freedom. Freedom is the ability to, to both do both, to explore or divide and then recombine or create something new. Um, so anyway, so I wrote all that and, uh, which was great, but it, it didn't really seem to have anything to do with Memorial Day. <laughs> so I kind of went back and fiddled with some of the other words that I'd written down. Um, the, the violence and war. I said, war and violence uh, is an illness. And then I said, and then I wrote down, curiosity is the cure. And then I'm like, mm, yes, but we're not there yet. Um, one of the, the crucial things about putting a message out to someone um, who has a very different perspective from you is to meet them where they are. Uh, you can't jump to a totally you can't jump from where they are to where you are usually because if, if that was so easy for them to do they'd already be there if you're in a better place if you're looking at things from a more positive healthy creative productive approach then someone who's still in a very negative approach um, of conser conservative violence um, whatever you want to call it's negative approach um, you know if, if it was so easy for them to get to a positive approach, they would have done it already because they want to be there. Humans naturally want to, you know, be happy and healthy and joyful. Um, so you've got to go through the neutral stuff, the stuff in the middle, the messy stuff of um, if, you, if, if you've noticed, if you've seen my um, Stages of Grief Are Loopy um, post, which is one of my most popular posts, um, not just in my own head, but actually on the internet, uh, and, and it may have to do with where it's listed, but uh, the, the stages of grief are also the stages of learning, and I have 
seen that mapping this, uh, this, this, these stages um, are actually the same, the same pattern that a particle moves through a wave in like the ocean or something. I saw this, this image of, um, and the movement of a particle in a wave um, on Wikipedia one time. And I was like, hey, that's like a spirally sort of thing. And I had been, I had been looking at how things spiral and, and sort of a corkscrew kind of shape. Um, if it's in, well, the diagram on Wikipedia was only two-dimensional, um, which actually helped me quite a bit because um, it's easier to, it's easier to work with just the two dimensions than, than all three to four dimensions. I guess it was three dimensions because it was moving. It was, it was an animated GIF. Um, and I'll try to link to that in my post if I can remember that. Um, but anyway, I discovered that, that this pattern of um, a particle moving through a wave, or multiple waves, I guess, is the same pattern can be mapped absolutely perfectly to the pattern of growth and learning and stages of grief, which are kind of the same thing, only a different direction, um, sort of a, an askew direction, which takes into consideration the the third dimension or fourth dimension, however you want to count it, um, the third dimension of space in a wave. You know, you have you can you can move in the direction that you want to move, which is a positive direction, like if you're in a if you're in a little rowboat or something moving along through the waves in the ocean, you can move towards a direction that you want to move, um, or you can move, be pushed away from it by the waves. And uh, so that's the sort of third spatial dimension that wasn't in the little diagram that I saw, but I can add it later by saying that one of these directions is positive and one is negative. One is sort of understanding life and working with nature, and one is confusion and working against nature, which is a, takes you to where you don't want to go. So anyway, so um, this loopiness, uh, which are the stages of grief, as well as the stages of learning, which is essentially the same thing, only stages of learning we consider to be a positive movement. Stages of grief we tend to be recovering from a negative movement anyway. And these stages... Um, I can describe uh, initially as loss. That's where we begin the stage of, of grief or the stages of learning, which is you, you lose, lose something that's important to you. Um, and that can be ideological, that can be physical, can be whatever. Um, and this goes back to the Memorial Day. Memorial Day is about loss, primarily. Um, that's that's sort of the core of it. it it's not just celebrating war. Uh, Patriots Day is a little bit more celebrating war. Uh, Memorial Day is a little bit more celebrating the loss that comes either before or after or during war. And so loss is where we begin to, to figure out what we're going to do with Memorial Day. Um, after loss comes the anger in this, this stages of grief, stages of learning. Well, stages of grief I'm going to stick to. Um, and the stages of learning are more positive uh, emotionally, but they're, they're similar in other aspects. Um, so war is this strong emotion which we call anger. 
it is a disconnection. It's it's a reaction to the loss, and it's a disconnection from um, other. So it is it is it is a combination of feeling disconnected from this other, which is you know what war is. We're we're in a conflict with another, but we're in an active connection with that other as well. So we're we're not avoiding them. War isn't avoidance. It's not running away. It's not flight. It's fight. It is the it is the physical connection plus the emotional disconnection. Um, so war is in some sense um, moving forward, but in some sense it's moving backwards. Because intellectually, it's, you know, it's dangerous, it's harmful, it's a lack of understanding, it's a loss of, you know, knowledge about how to do things. As sometimes, you know, sometimes there's a bumper sticker saying that war is a lack of imagination. Um, and that's clearly obvious. I mean, if, if you were able to be creative, you wouldn't be destructive. And war is destructive by its very nature. That's what it is. So we go, from, we move from loss and war, um, anger, we call this next stage of the stages of grief, we move from the, oh, the loss um, in the stages of grief is also known as shock. Um, and they also, they, they put denial in there. I, denial is, is, it's related to shock, but denial is a little weird and it doesn't quite fit into the, um, in the real stages of grief, it's it, it's kind of a, a side subheading of loss and shock. It, it's basically just you know a disconnection from reality temporarily. Uh, but anyway, so we move from from the the shock of the loss to the anger that is war, and then from there we move back down again. And um, there's a there's a middle stage that's called um, either negotiation or, um, uh, I forget what else the other term is that is often used in the stages of grief, but, um, it's, it's basically what I call testing. It's sort of, um, it's post expressing your anger. You've expressed your anger and now you're in a sort of a, a state where you're able to, um, able to sort of push the boundaries a little bit to see if you can get back what you've lost in some way. So it's this kind of testing out of things to see if you can, how you can recover something. Um, except of course that it's, you're not doing it in a, in a very informed way. You're not doing it in a very connected way. Um, it's a little bit connected, a little bit more informed, but it's, it's not very successful. So you realize that, no, you cannot recover what you've lost, at least not in the way that you want, not in the full sense. Whatever this thing you've lost is, someone died, you know, you, whatever. Um, in the case, again, of Memorial Day, it's, it's usually about a loss of, of, you know, a sense of safety, a sense of belonging, um, a sense of sort of wholeness disconnected from some other individual or group. Um, so anyway, so we've made this, 
this realization that no, we cannot recover what we've lost, at least not the way we really want to. And that sends us into um, what the stages of grief commonly call depression. However, depression, if we value it, if we understand what that is, depression is simply the state of freezing. It's the state of stopping and reconnecting to reality. You know, we've gone through this, this disconnection of reality, and now it's time to reconnect to reality. We know we can't recover what we've lost in the way we want. We know that our anger hasn't helped us um, get the loss back. We know this negotiation, this testing isn't able to get us this back. So we're back to sort of square one, as they say. We're back to where we were when we realized we lost something. But now we know that we've tried the fight and the negotiation, um, which somebody else, oh, there was another term. I heard someone say there were four steps. It was fight, flight, freeze, and appease. And I was like, oh, I hadn't heard of that. That's a new one. Um, so I would label appease as the negotiation stage, the testing. It's like, I'm going to try to work a little bit with you. You know, now that I've expressed my anger, I'm going to try to negotiate with you and see if we can come to a deal. To Let's make a deal and I get what I want back. Except, of course, we realize that we can't. We've lost it. It's gone. It's gone for good. There's no way we can get it back. Um, and that sends us into the depression. So we've gone through the the um, um, the fight, and we've gone through the, uh, well, I guess the flight is probably the denial or the, um, the loss itself. Um, I'm not entirely sure about that. But anyway, so we've gone through, we've definitely gone through the flight, I mean, the fight and the um, appease stages of negotiation. And now we're getting to the freeze stage. And the freeze stage is simply a recentering, a refocusing, a reconnecting to reality. And this is where we get to, as I say, we get to start over. We've, we've done all the, the things that didn't work and we get to start over and start looking for things that do work. And this is where we get to the positive element um, of growth and learning of stages. And so instead of calling it depression, we can also call it reflection. We can call it a looking back and reassessing and recentering. And what is Memorial Day, also known as? It's a day of reflection. Aha, this is where I got excited. I said, okay, let's work with reflection. We're reflecting war, we're reflecting on war. And what is reflection? It's a reversal. And what if we literally reverse war? W-A-R. What is the opposite of W-A-R? Look at it in a mirror. It spells R-A-W. Raw. Huh. That's pretty cool. Okay. Well, raw doesn't really seem like it's the reversal of war in some sense. But if we use certain definitions of raw, there's some really interesting insights that showed up. One thing is that rawness is indeed what we feel when we're depressed. We feel very raw. We feel very vulnerable. That's definitely the opposite of war, is it not? 
vulnerability is the opposite of aggression and violence. Vulnerability is saying, I'm, a, I'm open, I'm here, I'm raw, I'm, I'm exposed to the reality that is out there, and I'm not closed. I'm not putting up defenses or being offensive. I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm in an input stage. I'm open. I'm welcoming to the reality. Um, my, my defenses are down. My walls are down. I'm exposed. That is definitely the opposite, the reflection of war. Perfect. This is a perfect example of what Memorial Day can be if we use it in a healthy growth-based way. It is a time to reflect war, which means to be vulnerable, to be raw, to be open, to be life-focused, to look back at what we lost and say that we valued this because it was something life-affirming. And then we can actually focus on how can we, how can we bring that value into the future? How can we say what was beautiful, what was life-affirming about the thing that we lost, and then create something new, find a new way to bring that kind of life-affirming positive value into the future? So this is where the creativity and the curiosity that I had said before, that curiosity is the cure to war and violence, and yes, it is, but it takes us through depression to get there. So in order for us to be able to connect with those who are saying, who are celebrating the war part of Memorial Day, these people who are saying, you know, that you um, value the soldiers who are lost because they sacrifice themselves for your freedom. Well, we can turn that around and we can say they made a mistake. They were unable to give us the freedom that we wanted, but their, their passion was valuable. Those people who died, they had a passion and they had a desire to care for life. And that's why they went to war. Unfortunately, they, they, didn't, they, they went to war without understanding that war was going to fail. That there was no way for violence and destruction to create life. But we can learn from this experience and we can bring this by reflecting, by going through the depression stage, by meditating on and recentering and refocusing on what it means to connect to life, which is this passion this thing that we lost had some passion, and that is valuable to life. It's life-affirming. So that passion, let's take that passion and use it for a positive way to connect, to create, to um, be curious about those we are feeling conflict with, the, these individuals and groups who we are disconnected from who we feel afraid of, um, who we feel possibly threaten our existence, in fact, um, who we might be tempted to go to war with, but we've already done that. We've been through the war and the negotiation 
and the appease stage and the fight stage. And now we're going to learn from that experience because we're reflecting on it and say, okay, we have a better way to do this. We may not know what it is right now, but we're going to look for this better way to reconnect with these individuals or actually connect in the first place with them if they're individuals we've never been connected to. Sometimes we go to war with, with individuals we are connected to, like a civil war, and sometimes we go through a war um, with individuals we've never connected to or never felt a connection to, at least. So we can find, we can look for ways, use this Memorial Day to... Be raw, be vulnerable, be open to those we have been disconnected from and look for ways. We may not find them right away, but at least look for ways, spend the time looking for ways that we can connect with these individuals. And I can certainly, of course, offer, and many of my podcasts have, have offered ways to connect, especially there are a couple of episodes about love and relationships that I'll try to link back to. Um, you can also look for them. They were, especially around Valentine's Day, uh, there was one, which is perfect for if you do want to look for a way to connect with those you have been disconnected from, um, either always or at least temporarily. And that is what I suggest we do with Memorial Day. We use it as a day to literally reflect on war, W-A-R, and turn it into raw R-A-W, which is a, an, a vulnerability, an openness, a positive valuing of depression stage, of the, the freeze stage of reacting to a loss. And that rawness allows us to be open and curious about finding a way to connect in a healthy way to those we are disconnected from, those we might have been going to war with in the past, but now that we're moving towards a future, we're going to put war in history, put war in history, and put uh, curiosity and creativity in the future, and use this rawness, this reflection stage, to do that. What do you think? Let me know. Um, should I make a t-shirt? Should I make a bumper sticker? Does it make any sense? Let me know. You can contact me at thewiseturtle at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-W-I-S-E-T-U-R-T-L-E at gmail, G-M-A-I-L dot com. You can also find me at Reddit, R-E-D-D-I-T with the username Turl. So if you go to um, www.reddit, R-E-D-D-I-T dot com slash user, U-S-E-R slash Turl, T-U-R-I-L, you will find everything that I've commented on and posted on that page. And you can also um, go to the blog that this uh, podcast is hosted on, which is Turl.org. So you can go to T-U-R-I-L dot O-R-G, and that will bring you, that will redirect you to my WordPress blog or wherever the blog is hosted at this time. Anyway, I wish you a beautiful, reflective, raw Memorial Day. Namaste.